Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, and I'm a travel journalist and broadcaster, Rudy Maxa. Nice to have you with me today. Earlier this month, a large New Jersey tour company called Club ABC Tours abruptly shut down. Left travelers who had paid ahead thousands of dollars for trips stranded. Now, this company was no fly-by-night operation. It had been in business for 45 years. Some lucky travelers had bought travel insurance, but some had bought that insurance from the tour company itself. And the small print said that they had no coverage if Club ABC Tours went out of business. In a few minutes, we're going to talk with insurance expert John Cook about how you can protect yourself from losing any money when you book a tour. Then you may have read news reports over the last several months about tourists getting kidnapped by Bedouin tribesmen on the Sinai Peninsula in Egypt. No one's been harmed. The hostages are released within hours or days, and news reports indicate they've been treated as house guests rather than as prisoners. Cairo-based journalist Sarah Topol went into the desert and interviewed a kidnapper, and she's going to join us at 18 after the hour to explain what's behind those incidents. And in your travels, I'm sure you've encountered plenty of museums, some of them a bit offbeat. There's a museum dedicated to barbed wire in La Crosse, Kansas, for example, another in McLean, Texas. But what do you think about a museum dedicated to suburbia? It's in the works, and one of the executives leading the project why it's, explains why it's an important aspect to American culture to study and preserve. And many of us travel to look for jobs. What if I told you there's a place where bus drivers can earn $100,000 and their jobs aplenty? And those jobs are going begging. We're going to meet the, the mayor of that town who will explain all this later this hour. I'll have a few deals of the week as always. Let's start with a quick look at the news and travel. Just a few weeks ago, American Airlines seemed to be making good progress as it worked its way out of bankruptcy. Then its pilots began calling in sick and noting repairs it needed tending to just before a flight, delaying four out of ten American flights for most of September. Then news reports made much of those seats on 757s that came unhinged from the floor after takeoff. Jay Leno joked that Americans' new slogan was, Your seat is free to move about the cabin. None of this, of course, has enhanced Americans' reputation, and it's not surprising that some travelers are booking away from the airline. This week, American announced it would give passengers a refund if their flight is delayed more than two hours and they choose not to fly. Or they may switch at no charge to another American flight or even another airline if seats are available. Since American threatened to take the pilots' union to court for the delays, the airline's on-time performance has improved, but this week it still lagged the competition in punctuality. Americans' offer uh, won't mollify passengers who can't afford to arrive somewhere two or more hours later, but it's a step in the right direction. Better yet, coming to terms with pilots on a new contract would make all of this uh, unnecessary. All right, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, I hope you weren't one of the thousands of customers of that New Jersey tour company called Club ABC Travel that closed its doors without warning a couple of weeks ago. It left folks with trips on the books stranded and, in many cases, limited object, uh, options for getting money already paid for future trips. If you're one of those people and you put your trip on a credit card, dispute that charge immediately. But some folks bought travel insurance from Club ABC Travel to ensure their funds would be returned to them if something went wrong. But they didn't note the fine print that said they weren't covered if Club ABC Travel itself went belly up. John Cook runs a website that compares and contrasts various travel insurance plans. That site is called that website is called Quote Right. Right is spelled with a W W R I G H T. That's Quote Right. And he joins me now. John, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you again. Nice to be back with you again, Rudy. 
All right, so why would a tour company exclude itself when it offers travel insurance to its customers? That is a very common exclusion. Uh, one of the things that happens is that the tour companies, a lot of times what you see is the tour companies will self-insure the pre-departure trip cancellation exposure. They'll do it through what they call waivers or through cancellation guarantees. And it's really the tour company that is is guaranteeing the uh, pre-departure trip cancellation exposure rather than an insurance company. Some companies do this, you say? Yes. Well, quite a few of the companies do it. They call it uh, waiver cancellation or cancellation guarantees. Whatever, whatever the name, it's the same thing. All right, this is the they're company itself insuring that those funds. They're self-insuring the funds, and obviously, if they have a financial problem, there are no funds to pay. But apparently, Club ABC Tours didn't do that. Uh, that's a little bit confusing. In my opinion, they probably did. They did have an insurance company in Kansas City, uh, Missouri, called Tripmate, that provided most of the insurance for the uh, their members. For money already collected for future trips. For money already collected for future trips. And they were the administrators for the cancellation waiver or okay. for the cancel for any reason benefit. But they had a specific exclusion in their policy. Did we just lose John? Can, uh, Jeff will try to redial him. My goodness. Um, this is a mess. This is not, of course, the first travel tour company to go out of business and strand passengers. Um, and I think what John may be getting at is that maybe some of them may be able to get some of their money back if the uh, travel company's own insurance policy uh, kicks in. You know, this show is brought to you at times by Uncall International and Travel Guard, which are two uh, travel insurance companies. Um, I think what John is going to get around to doing is telling you that you should insure with a third-party insurance company, not with the tour company you're buying the tour from. But let's see if we can get him back and have him tell us that. Any luck there, Jeff? No, yeah. Calling him now. Hmm. Very unusual. We don't usually have drop calls with our guests. Um, again, as I'm saying, I'm not. Uh, uh, there are many travel insurance companies. In fact, John's website is a great way to shop for third-party insurance. Don't. The general rule is don't buy your travel insurance from the company you're taking the tour with. They, they'll offer it to you because they make a percentage of, the, of your fee. Um, say, no, no, I'll get my own insurance. And you should do it right after you book your trip. If you wait too long, some travel insurance companies will not accept uh, you as a client. So as soon as you book an expensive trip, look for third-party travel insurance. As I say, we have a couple advertisers who offer it. But if you go to John's site, which is, quote, right, W-R-I-G-H-T, you'll see an array of companies. You'll see what some offer, what some don't, because uh, it's quite an array of, uh, there, there are quite a lot of exclusions. Some are very different than others. Some are medical evacuation. Some don't pay for medical evacuation except to the nearest hospital as opposed to your hometown. Uh, but Quote Right does a really good job of breaking it down. Um, we're coming to the end of this segment in about 30 seconds, and if we don't get John back, I might ask him, Jeff, if he can join us uh, during the last segment of this hour to complete uh, this, this interview. Okay, well, we'll try. We'll try to get him for the... Uh, Jeff hasn't been able to reach him. We don't know what happened. Uh, but I think the bottom line from having talked to John before is buy your own travel insurance right after you book an expensive trip so that if something goes wrong, if the company goes out of business, if you break your leg and can't go, if there's a death in the family and you can't go, you're going to get your money back. Again, he's got a great site, quoteright.com, and uh, 
it's a great comparison site. So we'll try to see if we can get uh, John on at the end of the hour during my Deal of the Week segment and see if I'm missing anything in that uh, advice to you. Uh, meanwhile, we've got a full plate coming up here, as, uh, as I told you at the top of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk with Cairo-based journalist Sarah Topol about an unusual kidnapping scheme in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. She did a piece on it in the current issue of Atlantic. Uh, that's the October issue. It's a short piece in the front of the book, but fascinating. We're going to reach her in Turkey and talk to her about that. You're in Rudy Max's World. We'll be right back in just a moment. Don't touch that dial. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Bah, bah, black sheep. Have you any wool? No, sir. No, sir. Some nincompoop with pantyhose pulled over his face stole all my wool sweaters and gaming system. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency recently helped me with renter's insurance. Everything stolen was replaced, and the little boy who lives down the lane was caught, trying to sell it online. Call Geico and see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today, clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40. With no special diets or exercise programs, you can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling one 800 5 The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Ever wondered what you do if you were seriously sick or injured on a trip? You need On Call International, and joining me is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Now, Mike, why is this protection so critical? Medical evacuation in the U.S. or abroad can cost thirty, fifty, or even $100,000 and is rarely covered by major medical plans, including Medicare. On Call International membership protects your health and wallet with services, including evacuation to the hospital of your choice. Right now you can save 30% off your membership with the code RUDY30 at OnCallInternational.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Okay. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. This hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Tourism Ireland. And if you've ever thought about taking a trip to Ireland, 2013 is the year to do it. That's because Ireland has issued an open invitation to the world called The Gathering, Ireland 2013. It's a spectacular year-long celebration of Ireland and all things Irish. Maybe you have an Irish name or Irish roots in the family. Maybe you've studied in Ireland, worked in Ireland, enjoyed the music and food. Or maybe you just have a desire to see this beautiful country, rich in history with stunning landscapes. Well, 2013 is the perfect year to plan a vacation to Ireland and to be part of a worldwide gathering. You can find out more information by going to thegatheringireland.com. I'll repeat that in a moment to see what else is planned for 2013 and how you can be a part of it. Now, if you want to plan a vacation, 
Just go to discoverireland.com. If you want to be part of the gathering that's going to take place all throughout Ireland for all of 2013, the website again is thegatheringireland, that's all one word, thegatheringireland.com. You know, I, I wonder how many people are going to go back to Ireland. I think a lot are. Have you ever been in any town? Over with over 3,000 people in it, anywhere in the world, well, maybe some places in Africa, but not many, where there wasn't an Irish pub, it just astounds me. Um, the number of places, you know, going down a street in China, everything, you know, it's Chinese architecture, it's China everything, and then here's some pub that looks like it's right off the street of Dublin, and they're offering crack, C-R-A-I-C, which means good conversation, and they've got Guinness on tap, and uh, I don't think any country other than Ireland has done so well in uh, spreading its culture, at least through the use of pubs, all over the world. Okay, um, I, I promised we'd talk to Sarah Topol. We've reached her in Turkey, and we're talking about her piece in this month's Atlantic. If you happen to have picked up the October issue of Atlantic, there's a fascinating piece in the front of the book called Tea and Kidnapping. It's written by an American journalist who is based in Cairo. Her name is Sarah A. Topol. And it has to do with the kidnapping of foreign tourists in the Sinai Peninsula. Now, the Sinai Peninsula is between Egypt and Israel. It was controlled by Israel for a while. Now Egypt, um, as a result of talks between uh, Israel and Egypt, now Egypt controls it. Bedouin, stri- Bedouin tribesmen live there. And over the last year or so, or at least between February and July, these tribesmen have taken three pairs of Americans, three South Koreans, a pair of Brazilians, and a Singaporean, well, hostage. They were touring, uh, perhaps going to, there's a monastery there called St. Catherine's. There's a resort area called Sharm el-Sheikh. They've taken these folks. They haven't kept them for long, and apparently they've treated them quite well, according to this piece by Sarah Topol called Tea and Kidnapping in the Desert with the World's Friendliest Hostage Shakers. We've reached Sarah in Turkey. Nice to have you on the show, Sarah. Thanks, Rudy. So, first of all, um, they call the Bedouins, according to your piece, and you actually went into the Sinai, and you actually met with uh, at least one Bedouin who's been involved in these, what we would call kidnappings, but what they call taking tourists on safaris. Now, was that your word, their word? Uh, It was something that they joked about over the course of my stay with them. I stayed with them for one night. I arrived in the morning and uh, left the following evening, and over the course of my stay, that's what they were referring to it as. How did you find them? Um, Well, the Bedouin work in a very uh, clan-like manner. So I was put in touch with the sheikh of the Kararasha tribe, which is a tribe where a lot, like a tribe that has taken a lot of these, uh, that is, sorry, that has perpetuated a lot of these kidnappings. And um, there are are a lot of, there are different tribes in the Sinai. And this particular tribe is very small. It's 3,500 people. Um, is what they told me. And they live in the area around St. Catherine's Monastery. So they're the ones who have a lot of kind of access to that area, and a lot of tourists will go there. So the last kidnapping, um, which was a preacher from Boston and a woman on his church trip, um, was they were taken, I think, around that area. And so I went up and spoke to the sheikh of of the Kararasha tribe, and he's the one who took me to meet the man who had taken the first pair of Americans hostage. Fascinating. And when they take these hostages, are there guns involved? Are there weapons involved? They are. And what you should know is that there are a lot of weapons in the Sinai. Uh, The Bedouin have smuggled weapons historically between 
uh, Egypt and Gaza, and it's a weaponized society that hasn't had much that the Egyptian government hasn't had much control over. Based on the Camp David Accords, the Egyptian government can only have a certain number of military and police in the Sinai, which means that a lot of these families already have guns, and when they're going to go take people hostage, they're going to bring them because that's what stops the car. However, I've never heard of them actually using the weapons or firing the weapons when they've taken people hostage. But they have, to, to me, admitted freely that they have weapons, that they will bring them. Um, the man that I spoke to said that he brought two guns. Uh, he waved them in the air, uh, but he did not fire them. And none of the tourists that have been interviewed afterwards who have been taken on these hostage safaris, per se, have <laughs> said that they've seen any weapons being fired. But they have seen weapons. And, of what course, is, that must be a very scary experience. Of course. And what is the purpose of these kidnappings? Um, well, the Bedouin have, for, since 1982, when Israel withdrew from the Sinai, the Bedouin have been neglected by the central government in Egypt. They have a number of grievances, including the fact that there's very little economic development in the Sinai outside of the tourist resorts. And those tourist resorts where people go when they come to Egypt are actually not staffed by Bedouin. And a lot of that land, Bedouins say, has been taken away from them by force from the Egyptian government. They say that they face a lot of discrimination, that their history and their culture isn't taught in textbooks, that teachers are brought over from the mainland um, in, in, into these schools, and that they feel kind of unre uh, not respected, and they also don't have as much access to industry or water or electricity, um, and they're very poor. And a lot of so some of those people that I spoke to when I was there for this trip said that they had a better time under Israel, and they missed the Israeli occupation because at least then they had jobs. And so the reason that they take these these people hostage is they claim the Egyptian government um, arrests members of their family for no reason. Um, and so they will take hostages in order to pressure the Egyptian government to release their kinsmen. I they see. also feel that this is the only opportunity that they have um, to, to, to say to the international community, look, we have these grievances, and here you go, we're talking about it right now. We're talking with Sarah A. Topol. She's an American journalist based in Cairo. We've reached her in Turkey today. Uh, she has a piece in the October issue of The Atlantic magazine. It's a fascinating piece about the kidnapping of tourists who are visiting, in this particular case, uh, St. Catherine's Monastery. It's a 6th century monastery in the Sinai Peninsula. And we're talking about these kidnappings that apparently are very short as well. And I gather from what you could learn, Sarah, that the hostages, or what they call their guests, uh, are treated quite well. Am I right on both cases, that they're treated quite well and that the, that the actual capture is fairly brief? That's true. I think for the, for the kidnappings that have happened in the past, they've been between several hours and three days. And the hostages say, well, once they're released, that they were treated quite well. They were given food. They were given drinks. They were Tried to, they tried to make them as comfortable as they can in the desert. The problem is the last kidnapping um, that happened, I mean, if it, if it continues to escalate, I think you don't know who's going to kidnap who. But these clan-like structures are the ones that prevent Bedouins from mistreating their hostages. They say that they have no problem with the people that they're taking. They just, they just find it to be the only way that they can reach the Egyptian it's an, government. It's an attention-getting maneuver. Would you, living in Cairo and having gone to research this story in the Sinai, would you recommend that uh, no one particularly drive through the Sinai? As a, as a tourist? 
<laughs> that's a really tough call to make. Um, I think that, you know, if, if my family came to visit and um, we were going to go through the Sinai, I would take my mom in a car from Sharm el-Sheikh to Dahab. Would I take her to that monastery? Uh, probably not. Um, okay. But maybe if the same guys took us, they'd recognize me and they'd say, oh, hey, she's a journalist. <laughs> it's she only Sarah. Go, but I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, only Sarah. It's, it's just Sarah. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you for taking time out of your day in Turkey to join us. I really appreciate your talking with us here in Rudy Max's World, and I would recommend this piece uh, in the current issue of The Atlantic. It's called Tea and Kidnapping. It's on page 24. I'm looking at it right now. Recommend that to your, uh, to my listeners for reading. Thanks so much, Sarah Topol. Thank you. Top of the hour, a worker at a construction site somewhere between Chicago and Milwaukee and another one between Tacoma, Washington, and Portland, Oregon, accidentally sliced a couple of fiber optic cables on Monday. The result? Alaska Airlines lost the use of its computers at 7.40 in the morning Pacific time, and it delayed flights not just in the Pacific Northwest, but at airports served by Alaska everywhere, including Mexico. About 50 Alaska air flights had to be canceled. Slip of the knife, slip of the drill, slip of the whatever. All right, we're going to come right back. We're going to talk about a future museum that honors suburbia. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Ba ba black sheep. Have you any wool? No, sir. No, sir. Some nincompoop with pantyhose pulled over his face stole all my wool sweaters and gaming system. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency recently helped me with renter's insurance. Everything stolen was replaced, and the little boy who lives down the lane was caught, trying to sell it online. Call Geico and see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Folks, you remember why it's so crucial to have access to travel assistance on every trip, right? Well, if you're like me, you have OnCall International. On the line is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, why is membership with OnCall International so important? Rudy, OnCall International is a trusted leader in emergency evacuations. We offer medical evacuation to the hospital of your choice. We cover any trip beyond 50 miles from home. And we offer plans to fit every budget or need. Save 30% off your membership today with the code MAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour, and this segment of the show is brought to you by Travel Guard. It's a chartist company, a worldwide leader in travel insurance that provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe. Travel Guard helps leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. Travel Guard's global reach, unparalleled service quality, and proven operational capabilities allow clients to receive best-in-class care. The travel insurance products marketed by Travel Guard are underwritten by insurance company subsidiaries and affiliates of Chartist Incorporated. For additional information, go to TravelGuard.com or just go to RudyMaxa.com and slide down on the homepage and uh, click on Travel Guard. Um, if you're thinking about taking a trip in the near future and are looking for some travel insurance uh, because your trip might be canceled, uh, 
it's a long ways away and you've invested a lot of money, you might want to consider travel insurance. Check out Travel Guard. All right, what do you think about a museum dedicated to suburbia? Suburbia. Larry Meeker is the president of the Johnson County Museum Foundation Board, which is located in Shawnee. It's a suburb of Kansas City in Kansas. And he is one of the leading advocates for a national museum of suburbia. And uh, since we all travel to see museums, I wanted to talk to him about this. Larry, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Thank you for letting me be a part of your program this morning. Okay. Now, why should we build a museum to suburbia if many of us, most of us, can walk out our door or drive a few miles and see it? Well, today over half of us in the United States live in suburbia. And clearly it's difficult not to walk out our door and see it. But a walk-by really doesn't begin to do it justice. It doesn't explain, in many respects, the phenomena that has shaped how we live, work, play, and ultimately seek the American dream in the United States. And that's a major post-war, uh, post-World War II story. So you're saying suburbia is a new, relatively new phenomenon. I mean, did, did ancient well, Rome, uh, did ancient Athens have suburbia? Well, it goes back even to the United States, back into the 1840s in New Jersey. But the major boom in suburbia in the United States was post-World War II and and driven a lot by the automobile. Uh, Uh Some of the early suburbs were connected by streetcars and and, uh, that means of transportation. But uh, the real boom in suburbia that has catapulted us over the halfway mark for more than half of us living there is truly a a post-World War II phenomenon. All right, what would a... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Larry. Oh, it's an, and it's an interesting phenomenon. That in, in, uh, it's been documented, for example, by Bill Owens, a uh, photographer who 40 years ago in Livermore, California, uh, began taking photographs of suburbia, the exterior, the houses, and the rest of it, but also got behind the, uh, the doors and looked at the people and began to document the culture that was uh, evolving in suburbia. All right. You're president of the Johnson County Museum, which now exists. What, do I, what would I see in the Johnson County Museum uh, today? Well, the hallmark piece in our collection is a 1950s all-electric house that was one of several hundred built around the country to show the future of life in suburbia. Uh, All-electric in as much as it had heat pump, air conditioning, uh, lights that dimmed, uh, an interesting look back in history and nostalgia, but at the time it was looking forward. Uh, I think it would be interesting to think today what would we what would we build today that would be a for, as forward-looking as this 1950s all-electric house? But this house is not the Suburban Museum. The Suburban Museum is no. still a gleam in the eye of uh, you and your colleagues, correct? Yes. The uh, Johnson County Museum has uh, had a tagline for years of, uh, identifying the Johnson County history, and that is seeking the good life, uh, seeking part of the American dream, if you will. Uh, so that story has already unfolded in Johnson County. And Johnson County here in the suburban metropolitan Kansas City has been a highly successful uh, suburban community, uh, from a bedroom community that began really in major ways post-World War II, where we slept and drove elsewhere to work. Today it's been transformed into a community where more, of us, more people commute into this county to work than leave to work elsewhere each day. Larry, well, I, boy, I want to talk to you more. We've only got a, Larry, we've only got about a minute left, so tease me. Tell me what might be part of a suburban museum. Uh, exhibits that uh, document the uh, history of housing in suburbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, exhibits that tease us as to why we lived in suburbia, the social structures that have evolved in suburbia. And this new museum uh, is in a building that uh, was once a bowling center, not a bowling alley. Uh, it was a place of social contact in suburbia. Uh, 
and the new and the museum itself, uh, the whole bowling history in it is something that uh, transformed bowling. Uh, prior to that, uh, in Kansas City, bowling was done in pool halls. It was a men's sport. It was somewhere else. Uh, this was an attempt to make it a family center, a family activity. Uh, it even had uh, child care in part of it in the early days. So Are there any particular artifacts that you, that you find uh, emblematic of suburbia? Well, I think clearly this uh, modernist structure that... Uh, this bowling center where we purchased to put the new museum is certainly an artifact worth preserving. There are not many modernist structures around in suburbia today. Okay. How about things, you know, electronic things that we would look back and, you know, our kids look back and go, what is that? Or that was amazing? Well, clearly barbecue grills are uh, certainly something we identify Perfect. with suburbia. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, those, I mean, there are a lot of things, uh, even the big box television. Sure. Um, we uh, had the space to put these uh, in our homes, and so we build these entertainment centers in our homes. So, and I bet you'll have free parking at the museum, won't you? Ah, uh, yes, there'll be free parking. That's always been a hallmark, I think, of suburbia. <laughs> Terrific. Larry, um, we're going to follow you. I know this is a few years out, so this isn't something you need to rush to Johnson County to see now because it's not open yet. But Larry Meeker is the president of the Johnson County Museum Foundation Board. Johnson County Museum is indeed open, but they want to make it a lot bigger and make it a testament to suburbia. Larry, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. We'll keep an eye on this one. Don't go away. Deal's coming up. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Geico says, let's make life simpler. You need to buy something, but you don't want to make a mistake. So what do you do? Scour the web? Collect sales circulars? Ask your brother-in-law? How about this? When it comes to car insurance, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. I repeat, 97%. So make it simple. Just ask a friend who has GEICO. Then click or call. You could make it 98%. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's the only product on the market today clinically proven to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 with no special diets or exercise programs. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-525-2563. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Hey, folks, how will you get home if a riot or natural disaster happens while traveling? If you're like me, you'll have membership with On Call International. On the phone is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, tell us about this coverage. On Call International's deluxe membership includes all the great benefits of our annual membership, but also covers emergency evacuation due to earthquakes, volcanoes, political riots, military coups, and more. Folks, save 30% off your membership today with the code RMAXA30 at OnCallInternational.com. So you need to find a plumber to replace your water heater? The question is, where are you going to look? Phone book? That got tossed in the recycling bin as soon as it hit your doorstep. Web search? Not unless you feel like sorting through an endless list of search results. 
What you need is someone to refer a local pro you can trust. So do what Rudy Maxa does and log on to homebuild411.homeadvisor.com. Homeadvisor.com gives you free access to a network of over 85,000 background check service professionals who have the expertise to help you with all your home repair and remodeling needs. It's the fast, free, and easy way to find top-rated local pros who've been rated and reviewed by homeowners like you. That's why over 25 million homeowners have trusted homebuild411.homeadvisor.com to find the quality home improvement professionals they're looking for. It's why you can too. Don't wait to get started on your next project. Just go to homebuild411.homeadvisor.com or go to rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. You know, folks travel for a lot of reasons, including looking for a better job, maybe a better life. And I recently learned of a place that you probably don't know much about. But if you have economic doldrums in your hometown, or if you think you're being underpaid, you might want to consider taking a trip to northwestern Canada to the town of Fort McMurray. It's about a five-hour drive north of Edmonton. Falls bursting out all over. But the big story there revolves around energy and the oil sands. This is a place where a bus driver can earn six figures a year, where an electrician or plumber can earn 150000 a year, all thanks to oil sands and a shortage of labor there. Melissa Blake is the mayor of Fort McMurray, and she joins me from there today. Mayor, can you just describe Fort McMurray briefly for me? How did it get its name as a fort? Well, I think that dates back to a few hundred years ago when we actually had uh, fur trading that was the first established business of the Hudson Bay Fur Trading Post, and that happened up in Fort Chippewa, which is part of the Wood Buffalo region. And coming south down the Athabasca River, you came to a place they called Fort McMurray, and so it really dates back to the fur trading era. And how many people live there now? We are up to about 81,000 in Fort McMurray, but if you factor in what we call our shadow population, which are the folks that come in for work and live in other home communities, uh, that brings it up to about 115 or so. Now, is oil being extracted now from the sands, or is this just the beginning of the oil sand boom there? No. In fact, we've had two operators that have been around since probably the late 60s, early 70s, and the proliferation of new companies that have come in are a mixture of increased mining operations as well as what we call in situ. And so it's just the multiple, multiplication of companies that are here and producing is bringing the daily output up to about 1.7 or so million barrels a day. Why is there a shortage of labor? Aren't there enough people in Canada to come up to do these very well-paying jobs? Again, when I talked about the shadow population that comes specifically for work, we're happy to have Canadians coming from all over the provinces and flying into our community, working as they do, and then going back home again. Right now, we're at about 40,000 people that are doing that. But if you contemplate how many more companies are looking to create their operations and then continue to operate them, uh, that increases the skilled labor set requirement by far. So because there are so many of them that are creating at the same time, that's where the competition really comes. Well, you know, we have a similar thing going on in North Dakota in the United States, and I know living costs become very high when there's a shortage of housing, but tell me some of the attractive reasons to live in Fort McMurray, and tell me what might, some visitors might consider drawbacks. 
Well, first what I'll tell you is that absolutely, I think it's one of the most beautiful parts of our, our nation here. It is different than others. We don't have mountains, but we certainly have a hilly landscape and absolutely covered in boreal forest. So where you say fall is busting out all over, we get two colors, green and gold, no reds in the, the woods to speak of. But the natural beauty, again, with five rivers that converge into the downtown area and the city that sprung up from that, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful place for certain. A little bit colder in the winter than other parts, but ultimately the downside is simply the cost of living at this point. It's got uh, many amenities and needs for many more, but the cost of housing is uh, insanely high in comparison to other places because of the short supply and the high demand. But then again, if bus drivers are being paid $100,000, they can afford a $300,000, $400,000, $500,000 home. Well, I'll tell you the average single-family home selling price is closer to seven hundred and fifty. dollars oh but you're goodness. right. The incomes do indeed in many respects allow people to accommodate that in the marketplace. Are there more accommodations being built, and are they being built in a sensible way or in a haphazard, hurried way? Well, they are being built, and we're seeing many of the suburbs that are coming up again. Uh, a lot of the single-family homes, some smaller apartments as well. But when we look at our downtown redevelopment, what I have is about a 50-year town site, and so it's time for a refresh, and we're going to be doing that much bigger and better and um, more sustainably than ever before. So we're, in fact, trying to create some smaller-scale um, accommodations like condominiums, that sort of thing, that will mix in with commercial and entertainment and sporting opportunities to really create a spectacular downtown. And I understand you have a pretty young population. The average age in the community, according to our census, is actually 32. Wow. So for comparison, my high end of the spectrum at 65 and above is 1.8% of the population, and I have 100 new babies born every month. Oh, my goodness. New taxpayers. And new taxpayers a few <laughs> years out for certain, but they're definitely new school and playground consumers. Where can someone learn more about Fort McMurray and the opportunities that are there? The best sourcing that people can do is really get on the Internet and look up the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo. We have our own website, and that is just the amalgamated region's name. Uh, and let's you can back up. Did you say it's Wood Buffalo? Regional municipality of Wood Buffalo. Okay. And Fort McMurray is a part of that. So you can Google Fort McMurray as well, and you're going to see all kinds of different things coming up. But ultimately, the, uh, the sites that should get top billing will be the ones that will point you to some of the opportunities that exist here. So whether it's the municipality site or the Chamber of Commerce or the companies themselves, um, they're the best way directly to interface for job opportunities. Melissa Blake is the mayor of Fort McMurray. Hey, Melissa, thanks so much for joining us today, and uh, good luck as your community grows, I think, pretty darn rapidly. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be back in just a moment. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 52 minutes after the hour. Okay, if you've been tuned in the whole hour, you know at the top of the hour we lost one of our guests when uh, the phone just simply went dead. Uh, his name is John Cook. He runs a company called QuoteRight.com, and it's a site that compares travel insurance by different companies uh, and, and what they offer and what their fees are, et cetera. And we had him on. I had him on. I asked him to be on today 
because of the failure, the abrupt closing of a New Jersey very big tour company. They've been around for over 40 years called Club ABC Tours. And uh, when you buy a tour ahead of time, you will often be asked by a tour company if you'd like to buy insurance in case something goes wrong. You break a leg and you can't go on the tour, so you can get your deposit back. Death in the family, you can't go on the tour, you get your deposit back. Or the tour company goes out of business and they've already got your deposit. You want your money back promptly. Well, it turns out that some companies um, exclude themselves from that kind of coverage. In other words, if you buy your tour from XYZ Tour Company and XYZ Tour Company goes out of business, you don't get your money back. They're really just guaranteeing other parts of the tour. And John was telling us about that. John, did I summarize that fairly correctly? And before you answer that, can I go just a little further and say that generally, and I told the audience this after we lost you on the phone, that generally you would suggest you go with a third-party insurance company not associated necessarily with the tour company you're buying your trip from. Is that a fair piece of advice? Uh, that's a very accurate piece of advice, Reddy. Um, a lot of the travel insurance policies that are sold by tour companies, cruise lines, travel suppliers, which are normally uh, covered under what we call default coverage. Mm -hmm. There's usually an exclusion in independent policies, third-party policies, that will exclude coverage if it's been purchased from the company that defaults. Interesting. And, and, also, and also, don't you recommend folks look for travel insurance immediately after they've booked an expensive trip because some insurance companies, if you wait too long, won't cover you? We lose John again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Well, I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll give you that piece of advice. I think something's wrong with uh, there must be sunspots over John's home in New Jersey. All right. Well, I think we I think you got the major points there. Um, buy your travel insurance not from the person who's who's providing you your trip, but from a third party, and buy it immediately after you you know rent a big house in the south of France or book an expensive cruise or book an expensive family vacation. Uh, that's your advice. Now, I've got a couple of minutes for deals, the deals, a couple of deals of the week, which is what we normally do during this segment. So I think Jeff will hit the cash register. There it is. All right, got a couple one. This one is a really sweet one. This is in wine country in Napa. Um, you know, crush season is over in Napa and Sonoma, most of California. It's, it's over now, so the crowds have dissipated a bit. So the Harvest Inn, which is in San Helena, California, uh, the San Helena, California, has an offer called the Colorful Cabernet Season. Here's the deal. You're going to get two nights' accommodations with a wood or gas-burning fireplace and a private hot tub. Some have private hot tubs and vineyard views. Um, you're going to get a passport that will allow you to go to six nearby Santa Helena wineries for wine and olive oil tastings and creative pairings. You'll get a welcome bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon. You're going to get a 60-minute massage therapy, uh, two of them, one for you and one for your partner, two 60-minute massage uh, uh, treatments at the health club there. You'll have a country, they call it a wine country breakfast, to deliver to your guest room every morning, and a wine and cheese tasting on Friday and Saturday evenings for free, access to the fitness room and pool, on-site parking, internet access, nightly turndown and morning papers. This package, which includes, remember that massage, that one-hour massage, starts at $415 a night for a two-night minimum, not including taxes and gratuities. It's available until the first day of spring, next March 20th, so if you have a long time. So if you've always had a hankering to go to wine country, consider... Uh, the Harvest Inn. The website is harvestin.com, and check out their colorful Cabernet season package. I mean, you've got free internet, you've got uh, free breakfasts, and you've got two 60-minute massages along with your room four fifteen a night. That's a pretty good rate if you've always go want to go wanted to go to wine country. And then there's another uh, another deal which is also in California in Ojai. 
Um, now through December 24th, if you bring a friend for a three-night stay or longer, they'll receive a 50% discount for sharing your room. Now, rates start at $199 per person per night, include accommodations, three spa cuisine meals, a choice of 15 fitness classes, and evening seminars. So this is a, this is a healthy uh, getaway. The Oaks at Ojai is a fitness destination spa that includes overnight accommodations and all your meals. Not bad. So if two of you want to go, third person will get 50% off. So that would be if it's $199 per person. You pay $199. They pay $100. You split it. You got $300. That's your night's accommodations, three meals, and 15 fitness classes. You can go nuts. All right. We're coming to the end of the uh, first hour of Rudy Max's World. I'm so glad you could join me today. You know, we, most of our stations are sticking around for a second hour. If yours isn't, well, I'll see you here and again, same place, same station next week. Um, if your station is sticking for, around for our second hour, well, we're going to pause for about six minutes of uh, news and commercials, and then we'll be right back. And I've got a full menu coming up of uh, guests. So, uh, do stay with me here in Rudy Max's world. If you'd like to stay in touch with me um, during the week, go to Rudy Maxa TV show on Facebook. And I do some occasional postings there on some of my deals of the week and some other things, an interesting book I might read that involves travel or some late-breaking travel news. Um, feel free to go there, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Rudy Maxa, R-U-D-Y. M-A-X-A. If you do go to the Facebook page, like me, won't you? We're, we hit 2,000. Thank you very much. Before my goal, which was the end of the year, we hit 3,000 for the end of next year. All right, we'll be back. Stick around. Rudy Max's World coming back for a second hour after some news and messages. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.